So we're going to get into the word for today. Uh, I have a short word for you, but it's definitely direct. Uh, Our theme going into this year is what? One heart, one body. You can say you can interchange it however you want to. One body, one heart. Okay? One body, one heart. Say it together. One body, one heart. I didn't get everybody. I didn't even do it again. One body, one heart. The Father is all about unity. He's all about unity. Everything he does is to bring us together. I'm leery of people when they say, I heard the Lord. Turn me down just a bit, Chad. Turn me down just a bit. Um, I'm leery when I hear people say that the Lord said or God said, and it promotes individualism. All right? I'm leery when I hear that. Because everything the Father is trying to do is trying to bring us together. Amen? Everything that he's doing, he's trying to bring us together. He's trying to get us on one accord. Before he spoke the first words, let there be light. Before he said, before he spoke those words in Genesis, there was a meeting in heaven and and not in, in, in eternity, in time, outside of time and space, there was a meeting of everything that would transpire. The Bible calls it the council of wisdom. So there was a meeting in eternity about what would happen in time and space. And it was not until that they were on one accord that he said, let there be light. He made a decision as God, self-existing, as the father, the creator of all things. He looked at his son and said, I want a whole bunch of you. Then he made the decision that he will make all things through his son. And after making this, the decision that he will create all things through his son and assigning the angels and assigning the Holy Spirit to, his, to a task in unity, he said, let there be light. And he created all things through Christ. The Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the deep. And he spoke everything into existence. The Father can do nothing in this time, in this earth, without us being one. Amen. So the title of our teaching on today is going to be simply us. Us. Say us. Us. Us Us is an inclusive language. Okay? When we say us, we're speaking inclusive. We're speaking that we are all in on this. When we talk about us, we're not separating anyone. We're not promoting individualism. We're not not promoting an independent mindset. We're strictly saying that this thing is about us. Say us. Hallelujah. Now, our first passage of scripture is going to come from Genesis chapter 11. Uh, We're going to read verses 1 through 4. Like I say, I want to get into this and get out so we can celebrate. But the Father does have a message for us. And that message is... He wants us to be one. And you can see it throughout, all throughout his scripture. So the passage of scripture that we're going to read from is actually what we uh, call the, the Tower of Babel. When the father came down and he confused their language. And it reads, it says the whole earth had the same language and vocabulary. The whole earth had the same language and vocabulary. The whole earth, 
Everybody on the planet, he said, had the same language and vocabulary. Now, us just being here in America, you can go to different parts of the country. You can go to, to uh, uh, Illinois, the Midwest, and you, they'll say, what's up, bro? Then you can go to California, and they'll say, what's up, homeboy? You can go to the East Coast, and they'll be like, yo. You can come to the South, and they'll be like, what up, boy? Now, those are all the same language, but, that's, but it's different vocabulary. Those are all the same language. All of those thing, terms are spoken in English, but it's a different vocabulary. So the scripture says that the whole earth had the same language and vocabulary. So there was no one trying to promote their self. There was no one trying to be different. There was no one trying to say, let's say this and I'll say this. No, it was just one saying. It was just family. So it was one language and one vocabulary. There was no one promoting an independent mindset. You say it this way, I'll say it this way. No, there's one word in heaven. The Bible said that the word is forever settled in heaven. Why? So that we all can speak the same thing. Verse 2 says, and people migrated from the east and found a valley in the land of Shinar and settled there. Verse 3, it says, they said, they said to each other, come, let us, say us, us. let us make oven-fired bricks. They use bricks for stone and asphalt for mortar. Verse 4, and they said, come let us, say us. us, come let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let us, say us, us. make a name for ourselves, otherwise we will be scattered throughout the earth. Hmm. So, they said, let us make bricks to build. Let us build a city and a tower to reach heaven. Let us make a name for ourselves. It says, otherwise we will be scattered. So when they say, let us, they are talking about a people who speak the same language, the same vocabulary, that move the same, in the same direction, they're settled in the same place. Say us. It wasn't someone going north, someone going west. The Bible said that they all left east. East in the scriptures represent judgment. So they all left judgment to come and be one people. Verse 5 says, then the Lord came down to look over the city and the tower that the humans were building. So the goal of unity in earth is to get heaven's attention. The goal of unity in earth is to get heaven's attention. The unity that they had was so lovely that it attracted heaven's attention. It made the Lord come down and look at their work. That's what we want, right? That's what we want, right? Say us. us. 
We want heaven to, we want to get heaven's attention. When we promote our own life, when we, when we do our own thing, we don't get heaven's attention. Heaven is not into independent mindsets. Heaven is into us. Say us. So the goal of unity in earth is to get heaven's attention. Verse 6, it says, Then the Lord said, If they have begun to do this as one people, all having the same language, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible to them. Now, this is heaven's statement to earth. The impossible can be accomplished in earth if we become one people. Us. The only way that we can do anything in earth that we can, that we can sign off our Heavenly Father name on is that we do it as one people. Verse 7 said, Come. Let's go down there and confuse their language so that they would not understand one another's speech. Verse 8 says, so from there the Lord scattered them throughout the earth and they stopped building the city. Now, these people knew something that we don't know today. And that is, if we are not one people, we would be scattered. If we are not one, we are separated. The people knew if they were not united that they would be scattered. So they intentionally came together to become one people to get something accomplished. And heaven signed off on it that this is the way that things are to be done in earth. Amen? To the point that the Lord knew that if he didn't confuse them, that it would be impossible to stop them. Imagine that, a people that were so much of one that heaven had to come down and say, I like what y'all are doing, but you don't have a building permit for this. The work that y'all are doing are, is wonderful. Y'all are one people. Y'all are making bricks. Y'all are building a city and a tower. The work looks wonderful, but the thing is, it wasn't the Lord's work. It wasn't what he wanted. He needed them to cover, to fill the earth. He needed them to replenish the earth. So they didn't have a building permit for what they were trying to do, so he scattered now. So he scattered them. So the ingredients for successful building is what? Unity. Say us. The ingredients for successful building is what? Us. The ingredients for successful building is what? Us. The ingredients to tear down anything is what? Confusion. It's confusion. To the point, the scripture said, so from there the Lord scattered them throughout the earth and they stopped building. So what is he letting us know? That any time confusion comes in, it scatters the people and we stop building. Matthew 16, 18. This is Jesus talking. He 
He's talking to Peter after he got the revelation of who he was. Peter got the revelation that Christ was the son of God. And Jesus said after he got this revelation in verse 18, he says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades or hell will not overpower it. So Jesus is coming and, and talking to Peter. He's making a statement. He's saying, based on that revelation that you got, I'm going to build my church. Jesus said, I, say I. He said, I will build my church. The thing about it is, I is us. I is us. Say us. I is us. Anybody see Jesus here building? <laughs> He's working through us to build. I is us. He said, I will build my church. Now, if we look in Genesis chapter 11, we can see how to build, right? We can see how to build. Now, the ingredients to build are one, you need unity. Two, we need bricks to build. Three, we need a design from a designer. So we need a plan. Four, we need a name. Amen? Say us. Now, first one, we need unity. If we are going to build, if we are going to take this thing beyond three years, if we are going to build something successful, we need unity. So what does this mean? We need to be one people. We need to be one people of the same language, of the same vocabulary. We need to move as one, which means that we don't have time for independent mindsets. Amen? We don't have time for I, me, my. It has to be us. We don't have time for I, me, and my. It must be. I'm going to say it until I. We don't have time for I, me, and my. It must be. It has to be us. Us is all inclusive. When I say us, that means we're all in. When I say me, my, and I, I take on a selfish mindset. I'm thinking about self. And we don't want to be selfish. We don't want to be self-centered. We want to be selfless. We want to be selfless. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, the first thing he said, if you're going to follow me, he said, you're going to have to deny yourself. So how do we know those who are following Christ? They are denying themselves, and they are more about us. So the first thing we need is we need unity. We have to become one people. If Jesus said, I will build my church and the I is us, then that means we have to shift our mindset from self to us, which means we have to have an all-inclusive language, which means it has to go beyond our language and it has to be our heart. This is the issue with the body of Christ. You got too many denominations. It 
ain't about us. It's about, it's about me. It's about I. I told you I have the privilege of talking to leaders all the time, sitting amongst leaders. And it's how many people I have in my church. It's, how much, it's what I do. It's how much power I have. It ain't about you. It's about us. So first thing we need is we need to be one people. The second thing we need is we need bricks to build. Amen. We need bricks to build. Now, the thing about bricks are the scripture said that they were making bricks. So we come here to make bricks. The thing about bricks are they are a duplication of the same thing. They're duplications of the same thing. When we're making bricks, we're making duplications of the same thing. That's why the Bible said that Jesus is the cornerstone and we are the lively stones. This is why I told you about Church 101. Why do we come to church? First, to be conformed to the image of the lively stone. Then, to get spiritual intelligence. Then, to become co-laborers. So the first thing we're doing is we form the brick, then we equip, we put the brick in the fire to equip it so it can be hard because once you put the brick in there, it shouldn't move. But the reason why it moves because we don't have the spiritual intelligence to stay. So we have to conform to the image, then we have to give you spiritual intelligence, and then we say, Father, use them. He said, I will build my church. In order for us to build the church, we need bricks. We need bricks. We need people who want to be converted. We need people who want to be made into lively stones. Amen? The next thing it says, it says that they built a city and a tower. So we need a design. We need a plan. There's no use to us coming together if we don't have a plan. There's no use of us making bricks if we don't have a plan. That's why the mantle of this ministry is to reveal the truest intentions of God as a what? Father. That's the design. That's the plan. That's the whole purpose of making the bricks. That's the whole purpose of showing up. That's the whole purpose of prayer. That's the whole purpose of intercessory is that we can eventually build. They say they want to build a city and they're going to build a tower. Now, a city represents a spiritual life. A tower re represents the one that we look to and the one that looks out for us, the one that can see further than us. So when they're talking about building a city and a tower, they're talking about building a spiritual life and a place of worship. Say us. And the last thing was you need a name. The name is, one, is the standard. That's why everything we do, we do in his name. We do nothing in our name. Every, the Bible says everything that we do in word or deed, we do in his name. The Bible says that we, as, as sons and daughters, we are supposed to seek first what? And what? And then what happens? Now, if we all had that same mindset of seeking the kingdom, 
if we all took on that same mindset of, of, of seeking the kingdom first, not second, not third, not fourth, what could we build? If we all had a mindset of, of, of seeking his righteousness, not my righteousness, the Bible says my righteousness as what? Come on. It's as filthy rags. So those are the four things that we need. We need unity. We need to be able to build bricks. We need a, a plan. And we need a standard. The name is a standard. It don't matter if somebody's right or wrong. What did, what did, the, what did the word say? Amen? Say us. Now, the ingredients to scattering is disunity. It is disagreements and conflicts within a group. So it didn't happen like this, Will. It didn't happen in a way where they said, let's go east, and some said, let's go west. It didn't happen with some say, where they said, let's build bricks, and others said, no, we're going to use stones. This unity scatters us. This unity stops the building. Jesus said that I will build my church. And he said the gates of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell will not prevail. The gates of hell are paths that lead to darkness. It's paths that lead to darkness. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. I'm saying something. The gates of hell will not prevail. He said, I, I is us. I will build my church and the gates of, I'm saying something for me, the gates of hell will not prevail. But watch this. He said, the gates of hell will not prevail against what I've built. The gates of hell will not prevail against what I've built. So, which means even in your personal life, if Satan is prevailing, if you're on a losing streak with Satan, you, we need to check and see, am I a brick? <laughs> we need to check and see, is it about me or is it about us? The gates of hell will not prevail against anything that the Father has built. That's why in verse 19 he says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That ain't for your personal life. That's for us. That ain't for your personal life. You in the closet, I bind, say, no, uh. You independent, remember? <laughs> the keys of the kingdom is for his church. It's for those who are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. The keys of the kingdom aren't for your individual life. They can only work for you if you're working within the family. This is a family affair. How do I know that? Because he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So if you're going to bind anything in earth, you better make sure that you're one with his mission. If you're going to ask him to send anything from heaven, you better make sure you're one with his family. One body, one heart. 
We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Amen? We are the body of Christ. Remember, in the book of Acts, day of Pentecost, I'm about to close. Day of Pentecost. It said that they were in one place together, Serena. <laughs> they were in one place together, right? They were in one place together, which means that we can be in one place and not be together. I'm saying this for a reason. They were in one place together. They weren't in one place and all their minds were in different places. All their hearts were in different places. All their souls were in different places. Everybody had a different plan of what they were going to do. Everybody had, watch this, their own ministry. Everybody, they weren't chasing their own ministry. They weren't chasing individualism. They were chasing unity. They were in one place, but they were together. And that's when the spirit came. If your life lacks spirit, <laughs> it's probably because you're an individual. It's probably because you're independent. It's probably because you're not tied into the family of God. You're not tied into Abba's family. You want to do your own thing. In Acts 2, chapter 2, verse 41, it said, So those who accepted his message were baptized. Mm. And that day, about 3,000 people were added to, to who? To them, us. It didn't say 3,000 people were added to him, the preacher, Peter. It was added to them. This thing has always been about unity. Let us make man in our image. Let us make man. He didn't say let me make man in my. Jesus is on the planet, but his conversation is about who? Us, him and his father. Him and his father. He's praying and he's saying, my goal is, my heart is, my prayers is, you better listen to this because it's Jesus' prayers. He said, don't take them out the earth, but make them one with us. This is Jesus' prayers. So he's at the right hand of the Father right now interceding. For what? Us. Not you. Us. Let us make man in our image. Then from heaven, he's, what is he? Entertaining his father, us. From there, what does he do? He grabbed 12 disciples. From 12 disciples, now it's Jesus and the 12 disciples, us. Now, from those 12, after he left at the day of Pentecost, it was 120. Which means the us brought, added, made the father add 10 people per person. So it went from 12 to 120. Us. And then right here it says, so those who, those, so those who accepted. 
So those who accepted, I need y'all to hear this. So those who accepted his message were baptized. And that day about 3,000 people were added to them. So which means there was more than 3,000 people there. Everybody didn't accept it. They didn't make the cut. But he went from one, Jesus went from it just being him and his father to bring 12 disciples. Then he added 10 per disciple. Now it's 120. Now you got 120 and he's added 25 per, per person. Now you got 3,000. Say us. And he didn't add the 3,000 to him. He added it to them. It was them. It's us that makes him bring people in here. If it's disunity, he can't add to us. That's why Jesus emphatically preached, stay attached to the vine. Stay attached to the vine. No matter what you do, stay attached to the vine. Tolerate it. Bear it. Whatever you got to do, do not get detached from the vine. Because without the vine, I can do without you, but you can't do without me. I'm connected to the Father. The Father is the root. I'm the vine. Y'all, the branches, stay connected because it's unity there. Verse 42, it says, they, come on, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They did this. He did, the apostles didn't make them. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to fellowship. They devoted themselves to breaking the bread. They devoted themselves to prayer. They did this. They came up collectively, just like in, a, in, in the Tower of Babel, just like in Genesis 11. They said, let us make bricks. They said that. Watch this. God didn't say it. This wasn't no prophetic word from heaven. They said, let us make brick. Let us build a city. Let us make a name for ourselves so we don't get scattered. So which means without God, we got the mindset to be unified. How is the homosexual agenda taking over? They unified. They unified. We can't get a Christian parade. Why we can't get a Christian parade? Because every denomination want to fight about who going, they want to fight who going to preach. They want to fight on who going to have the most power. Why they up here unified in filth. Verse 43, everyone was filled with awe. And many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. I wonder why. Because it wasn't disunity. When it's not disunity, the spirit can fall. Our best prayer means in this church have been we had less people. <laughs> Our best prayer meetings. Has been, we've been two or three of us in here. And the spirit, why? Because he ain't, a, where two or three are gathered in my, he don't need a whole lot of people. But he wants to build the church. And if we can get 12, he can turn that to 120. If we can get 12 to just buy in, if we can get 12 to have a focus, it's about us. 
then he can add to our work. Verse 44, now all believers were together. Why you got to say that? Why you just say all believers? Because we can have a lot of believers but not be together. All believers were together and held all things in common. Verse 45, they sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. We got a problem with tithes and offering. They sold their possessions and their property because what? Because what? They were bought, they bought in. Us. Say us. Verse 46. It says, every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple. Every day they devoted themselves. What? We build it. When you're building, you don't meet every now and then. Come on. You can't build nothing meeting every now and then. This has to be a daily thing. That's why I tell you all the time, take your spiritual life serious. Take your spiritual life serious. This is an everyday thing. The moment you get up, you have the privilege of being in his presence. You have the privilege of being baptized. You have the privilege of stepping out of, 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 of waking up in the kingdom of God, attached to the kingdom of heaven automatically. It says every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts. Verse 47, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Read that last line for me. So if you look at verse 42 to 46, that is the ingredients for revival. And it simply can be summed up by us. By us. It said every day the Lord added to their numbers those that were being saved. It didn't say every day he added to his numbers. He added to their numbers, which means the more we unify, it ain't the, look, no one man can build a ministry. I know it's a misconception and we hold people hot names up high. No one person can build a ministry. That's why I told you, I don't mind a celebration of ministry, but I would not have me and my wife celebrated in a ministry where everybody has to work. I refuse to do that. I refuse to sit up here like we doing something. No, this takes all of us. It takes all of us. How did this get accomplished? Me and Dr. Hardy did very little. This was y'all. This was all y'all. Even when Jesus prayed, and I'm closing, even when Jesus prayed, he taught the disciples to pray. He said, our Father. He said, our Father. Say, our Father. He didn't say, my Father. He didn't say, my, he said, our Father, which art in heaven, 
Holy is your name. So what's the agenda? It's to make his name holy. That's the name. It's to make his name holy. Not your name holy. Nobody care if you holy. Nobody care if your name is holy. We do care if you holy. Let me tell you, let me make sure. Hold on, hold on. Be the only part of the message they take. <laughs> Remember you said? No, I corrected myself. Don't forget that. He said, our father, which art in heaven, make your name holy, your kingdom come. That's worship. That's how we worship. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That should be the one common mindset we all have. That should be the one mindset we all have. Then the next part he said was what? Give us. He didn't say give me. He's teaching them how to pray. You know why most of your prayers are ineffective? Because it's give me. It's give me. So we're going to pray these four prayer points. He said give us. Then he said, forgive us. Then he said, lead us. Then he said, deliver us. So we're going to pray those four prayer points and then we can eat or whatever's going to happen next. I don't know what's going to happen next. I have no idea. <laughs> Y'all been getting kind of crazy on me lately. So we're going to pray these four, these four points. Y'all can stay seated. Y'all can stand up. But the first prayer point that we're going to pray is give us. Give us. Meaning, if you are a part of us, there should be no lack in any area of your life. You know why? Because all of us are praying for us. We're not at home concerned about my finances. We're not at home concerned about how I'm going to get mine. The focus is now us. So Jesus said when we pray, pray give us. Are y'all ready? He said, give us this day our daily bread. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you right now that you would give us our daily bread. Father, give us instructions. Give us directions. Give us wisdom. Father, give us finances. Father, give us everything that we need, Father, for our purpose, for our destiny. Father, give us everything pertaining unto life, everything pertaining unto godliness. Father, give us to the point where we will have no lack, that there will be no poverty. Father, give us, Father, wisdom. Give us strength, Father. Give us guidance. Father, give us everything that we need. In Jesus' name, amen. The next one is forgive us. Mm. Forgive us, meaning if any of us has any issue, problem, then all of us have it. We're going to kill this thing. They got a spirit on them. No, they don't. We got a spirit on us. We are one body, one heart. If they got a spirit on them, then all of us got that spirit. If it's sickness in here, then all of us sick. If we think of it in terms of us. If one of us is backbiting, all of us backbiting, because this is us. It's us. 
We have to pray, Father, forgive us. I know you didn't do it, but Father, forgive us. So let's pray that. Father, forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for our shortcomings. Father, forgive us for backbiting. Father, forgive us for lust, Father. Father, forgive us for division. Father, forgive us, Father, for anything that is in us that is unlike you. Father, forgive us for any unholy ways, any unrighteous ways, any ungodly ways. Father, forgive us, Father, for not praying, oh Father, for not fasting, oh Father, for not putting your kingdom first. Father, forgive us, Father. Forgive us, Father, for lack of love. Forgive us, Father, for lack of patience, Father. Father, forgive us, O oh Father, for jealousy, for envy, for strife, for malice. Father, forgive us for backbiting. Father, forgive us for not trusting in you with all of our heart. Forgive us, Father, for leaning on our own understanding. Forgive us, Father, for not acknowledging you in all our ways that you can direct our path. Father, forgive us for not humbling ourselves and praying. Forgive us for not seeking your way so that you can do the things that you want to do. Father, forgive us. Forgive us, Father. Clean us, oh Father. Cleanse us, Father. Wash us, Father. Refine us. In Jesus' name. And the next one. Lead us. Lead us, meaning not one of us will be lost, meaning not one of us will miss it, meaning not one of us will be misinformed, misdirected, or deceived. Because I'm, more, I'm not just concerned if I'm being led by the Spirit. I have a responsibility that everybody in this body, locally and worldwide, is not being deceived. So Father, lead us, Father. You said in your word that as many as are led by your spirit, these are the sons of God. So lead us, Father, by your presence. Lead us by your spirit, Father. A cloud by day, fire by night. Father, lead us, Father, to rivers of living water are pouring from us, Father. Lead us, Father. Lead us in life, Father. Lead us to truth, Father. Lead us down the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Do it, Father, for your name's sake, Father. For your name's sake, Father. Not for our name's sake, Father. Lead us, Father. Lead us, Father, into our predestined purpose, Father. Lead us, O oh Father. In every area of our life, Father, we give you permission right now, Father, to lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. Our last one. This is, how you, this is how you are to pray from now on. And you will see your prayers getting answered. You will see your prayer. I'm telling y'all, look, it's a reason why the person in the pulpit seems like they're the most blessed in church. It's a reason why. Because they have no choice but to think us. They have no choice but to pray. <laughs> you can go home and not pray because the assignment ain't yours. But from here, we have no choice but to pray. We have no choice but to fast. 
We have no choice but to fellowship. We have no choice but to study the word. What is that? Practice and righteousness. So even in prayer, the person from the pulpit has no, they have, can't they have no other thing to do than pray for us. The leader has to pray for us. You don't have to do that. And that's why they, they'll kill and they'll assassinate leaders. They'll kill and they'll assassinate pastors. But the, these are the ones that are holding up the body. And the father is blessing them because they have a us mentality. Amen. Our last one, then we're done. Our last one, deliver us. Which means that all of us will be rescued from ignorance. All of us will be rescued from darkness. The Bible said that he rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of light. All of us will be drawn close to him. Y'all ready? Pray with me. Y'all just, some of y'all just looking at me. Pray with me. <laughs> so, Father. No, y'all pray, y'all. Yeah, don't, don't, don't repeat after me. Well, I'm going to pray what I do. Y'all do what y'all do. All right? Because there's some stuff that you see that I don't see. All right? It's some stuff that you hear that I won't hear. And the Father sets it up like that on purpose. The Bible says that we only see in part. We only see in part, right? This is the next question. How many parts is it? We don't know. So you may see a part. That ain't the whole part. You may see a part. That ain't the whole part. We all see in part so that when we come together, we can become a whole. He does it like that on purpose. He lets us see in part so when we come together, we see the whole thing together. You would never see this whole thing alone, even for your life. Even for your personal life, you would never see everything that the Father wants to do you. He's always going to put someone there. And watch this. Nine times out of ten, it's the person that you don't like. Nine times out of ten, it's the person that you dishonor that has what you want, that has what you need. And that is Satan's way. Anytime Satan has a grudge in your heart against a person, you better know that they have something for you. You better know they have something for you. Anytime he has you looking cross-eyed at somebody, you better know it is something in that individual that Satan does not want you to tap into. So he's going to keep bringing these dishonorable things to your mind and, and to your heart until you separate yourself and you miss the moment. So, Father, deliver us, Father. From temptations. Father, deliver us from darkness. Father, deliver us from snares. Deliver us from deceit. Father, deliver us from all pride, Father, all anger, all rebellion, all unrighteousness. Father, deliver us from unholiness. Deliver us, Father, from depression, Father, from anxiety, from prayerlessness, Father. Deliver us from lust. Deliver us, Father, from selfishness, Father. Deliver us, Father, from every way that is not of your kingdom, Father. We give you permission right now, Father. Deliver us, Father, from little faith, Father. Deliver all of us, Father. 
from sickness, Father, from illness, Father, any disease, any mindset that is not of your kingdom. Father, we give you permission right now, Father, to deliver us, Father. Deliver us, Father. Remove it from us, Father. Lead us, Father. Guide us, Father. Teach us, Father. Instruct us, Father. Let us hear as one in you, Father. Father, we thank you right now for what you are doing in this family. We thank you right now, Father, for what you are doing in us. We thank you right now, Father, for what you are doing in us. Come on. We thank you right now, Father, for what you are doing in us. Come on. We thank you right now, Father, for what you are doing in us. Father, we thank you right now for what you are doing in us. In us. In us. We thank you right now, Father, for what you are doing in us. In us. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for what you are building in us, Father. Lead us, Father. Come on, give them permission. Teach us, Father. Come on, give them permission. Guide us, Father. Give them permission right now. Hallelujah. Do the surgery on our heart, Father. Wash us with your word, Father. Father, until it becomes about us. Until it becomes about us. And Father, we ask you right now, Father, any spirit, any mindset that is not of us, Father, remove it in the name of Jesus. Remove it. We don't need people. We need family. 